You're listening to the Music Interval Theory Podcast with TC and Frank. Hello and welcome. This is Frank and I welcome you to the new year 2024. This podcast episode here might hit you with a surprise because we have left our usual schedule and I invite you to listen to a guitar special that TC did. And I want to be a bit more specific here. It is a special about composing on the guitar. So we will have every other day a new episode of Mr. TC talking about what he does when he composes on the guitar for the orchestra or a band arrangement. So let's jump right into the first episode, which will be about the dominant intervals. Here we go. Hi, everybody. My name is Thomas Chase, and I'm a composer that loves intervals. And I use intervals in um, television and film and any kind of music that I write. I like to apply it to the guitar because I love the guitar. So I thought, okay, let me just throw something out there and maybe it's a little information that'll help you come up with a new idea or so. So let's start with a very common interval, which is a fifth. And a lot of guitar players that I see today put two of these together and they put it together like this. And that's a good sound. That's a very strong sound. And the reason it's a very strong sound is because the fifth is the second interval in the overtone series. The first is an octave and then the fifth. And so fifths are very strong because it's the bottom that holds everything. Now, the thing is, if I move the bottom note, this is a G, if I move it up to an A, and then this top note, I have an A, and I move it down to a G. Now I get this structure keeping the middle note the same, see? And that's a little muddy, but that's a very strong in, uh, comping interval too. It gives a lot of power, but now it's fourths. So what was two fifths became two fourths. Okay, so that's one thing interesting for you to know. Because when you do this, you have an outside interval. Outside interval means the note on the very top and the note on the very bottom. It's right here. I could play it here. Okay, and this interval is related to this. See? And I could play all three notes. That's just another fingering for this. The interesting thing is when I move these, that is now a tenth, it means it's 10 semitones from here to here, 10 semitones. And because I, I think in terms of intervals, a semitone is, is one to me. So this is 10, this is 10 ones. So here I have seven, that's seven plus seven. Now this is five, 
plus five. So sevens plus sevens like five plus fives. So if I have any kind of uh, little melody line, I could go from seven plus seven to five plus five. But I don't have to do the same notes. I could just go to that structure. And you can come up with some really pretty things. So also for single lines, wow. I mean, if you understand that these structures are related, you can play so if I'm in even a blues and so this gives you different you a bunch of different ways to go and you're not really thinking about a chord or an arpeggiation you're thinking about interval sets and this can go you can get back and it it can be taken very far out and then come back in and it'll sound good because the intervals are held together. Sevens plus sevens and five plus fives really like each other. And so that is a little introduction into interval theory. I will show you one thing. If I take this seven plus seven and drop the top note down to down two and the bottom note up to five plus five, I don't play the middle note now, just the interval, this outside interval, which is the two outside notes, okay? That is now a 10. And 10s like to resolve. And here's how they like to resolve. And it's an easy way to resolve. I'm not thinking of a five chord. I. It could be if you want to do that, but I'm just thinking of tens. So tens like to resolve. So tens are the same as uh, 14, because if I take this, 7 plus 7, that's 14, right? That's the same as this. This resolves to this. And this. Resolves the same way. And if you put tens and understand the nature of a 10 interval and you understand that it's dominant you'll have so much fun and you can write 
it, the best studying you can do is learn a few Baroque pieces because Bach used tense and their resolution all the time. And so that's your little fun little thing today is just this, this is great. Just practice lines. If you start with a G, that's a G7, it'll all play great against that. It'll give you some interesting notes as well, because if you're playing these guys, this note, that's a C, and then a G7, that wants to go there. So you can add notes to it. You, you know, you don't have to go. Have a little bit of fun and your lines will sound i think pretty hip if you do it this way that's it this podcast is powered by the music interval theory academy your resource for getting clarity and confidence in music composition and orchestration see you inside at musicintervaltheory.academy.com